everyone and welcome to season two of taste of dragons the podcast the video game podcast that all you newcomers listen to this week in the aftermath there's only solitaire the news is turning wholesome our topic is digestible and our dragon this week never sleeps on the job insomniac ceo ted price and as always my name is brian my name is Amanda. My name is Troy. And I'm Joe. Well, welcome back. This is now episode two of season two. Yeah. What, what? Yes. And, Double twos. Uh, yeah. Welcome all, all you, so many new faces. I know. Around here. Oh, and yes. I see them right now. <laughs> <laughs> new faces, new ears. New, yeah. <laughs> new listeners. New listeners. Uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for a bombastic start to uh, season one last week. That- or season two, episode oh. one. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's just how excited I've been. That's exactly. That's just, I can't exactly. even think straight. <laughs> uh, but how's this last week treated you guys? Been okay. Uh, game wise, fantastic. <laughs> um, I guess. I guess housewives. Housewives. Uh, this is my housewife, Mandy. Um, housewise, uh, we've had a lot of rain in South Florida, yeah. and uh, we we may have found some roof leaks in uh, our house. Lo- Long time listeners will uh, remember that this has recently happened to us. That we've had uh, some leaking problems in the past. Uh, so you could be yeah. as devastated as we are. <laughs> if, if you've been listening from the very beginning of this podcast, you will have. Listened literally started when we first bought a house yep (laughs) (laughs) to this point you'll have the entire homeowner's journey uh so here we are yeah but but this is why we had the video games that's right (laughs) that's right hell yeah video games that's right so let's get back to the to the escapist nature of this podcast then (laughs) yeah you know what video games don't have roof leaks no right right Right? Depends on the game. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they Don't play put, those games. They could put that at Animal Crossing. It'd be really cute. <laughs> You're right. They could make that really cute. You want to, you'd like actively try to make your house leak. You'd have like little puddles and then you put like buckets in yeah. it. And then you'd have like a little roofer and his pants would be too low, but it would uh-huh. be really cute. It'd be really cute. You'd probably you'd be have like, like a, a little ladder. And you know that roofer would be like an otter. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. An otter roofer. <laughs> Joe, an otter roofer. It's Pascal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's get into our games this week. Do 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 do. What are you playing? Yeah, and uh, Amanda, you want to start us off this week? Sure. Uh, th- this week, I played Match Solitaire. Match Solitaire is a new take on an old card game available on iOS and Steam. This digital single-player experience throws Solitaire into the ever-popular Match Three genre. Uh, which is a really complicated way of saying that I found uh, like a decent solitaire game. Uh, <laughs> around the way by saying like, I got a cool iPhone game. <laughs> I, I'm trying to wrap around my head about a match three solitaire game. So how does that even play? So there are many different types of solitaire within this app. And okay. to avoid uh, boring all of you, I won't explain all of them. Well, I mean, but, it's solitaire. So, I mean, take your shot. <laughs> <laughs> But foundationally, what you do is um, when you start the game, they only give you one suit. So you just play with clubs. Okay. And um, uh, you they give you basically three types of each card. So they're three threes and three twos. And they're, and they're okay. all mixed up on the screen. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and you can only stack them in, um, in numerical or- order. So threes can go on top of twos or fours. Mm-hmm. Fours can go on fives mm-hmm. or sixes. Like and then solitaire. That, right. And that's how you can move the cards around. And then um, if you get three that match on the screen and you click all of them, they disappear. Okay. So, but if you get rid of like sixes, 
which are in the middle of the deck, I won't be able to stack anything oh. on a six. So I can't put a five and a seven. So sometimes you don't want to match them. And that's that's the basis of the game. Do you end up getting stuck a bunch and then have to like restart the game? Do I end up getting stuck a bunch? <laughs> no, but hypothetically speaking, you could get stuck a bunch. Man is really good at this game. <laughs> I, I, I didn't remember until i got this game how much solitaire i have played <laughs> well, well solitaire was like always like the standard like the the game that's going to be on your computer when right. you were a kid with oh, like yeah. the old dos it's like you're going to have some maybe some free cell maybe some minesweeper and definitely uh-huh. solitaire <laughs> at the very least you're like you're you got you're in school you're in computer lab whatever and you're like all right no oregon trail fine no <laughs> no, no, no 3d pinball damn really at least there's always solitaire there's always solitaire <laughs> Um, but th- but this one's nice is every time you win it has a really satisfying bling noise. It's that, got I mean, like that's half of the charm right there. It's got to have a good bling, right? Yeah. And there's a little cartoon guy that gives you like a thumbs up. Like wow. one of them's a hippo riding a unicycle, <gasps> which is just adorable. Wow. Come um, on! It's got really um, soft tones to the colors, and then the music is really relaxing. So by itself, it isn't like a. I'm going to finish work and I'm going to sit down on the sofa mm-hmm. and play a match solitaire game. Although mm-hmm. it's available on Steam and iOS. It's more of like a, like Joe mentioned it last week. It's a really good, like I'm waiting in line game. Yeah. It's a good, like, uh, you know, I have to driving over here or not driving I'm in the car. We are not advocating <laughs> Someone else playing is driving me somewhere while driving. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to do after work. Um, I know what I'm doing after work. I am looking up a hippo on a unicycle. <laughs> that <laughs> is a structurally sound unicycle. <laughs> Do not be surprised if I get a tattoo this week. <laughs> uh, they're wearing a tutu, which is very cute. Oh, come oh, on. Yeah. Come if you're going to put a hippo on a unicycle, you put him in a, a tutu. Oh, yeah. this is fantastic. <laughs> this is my new uh, emblem, my flag. I'm going to yeah. make a, a kingdom, and that'll be my flag. <laughs> the game my crest. Is- the game is free, but you can spend money to get more levels. But I've played a lot of it, and I'm on level 50, and I haven't paid anything yet. So oh, perfect. Oh, it's nice. definitely not one of those like in-app purchase games where they like beat you over the head with it. So yeah. It's, yeah. I like it. It's nice. It's not a trap. Correct. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, cool. Nice to see Solitaire. Still making waves. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, could you imagine, like, if it was called Match Solitaire, but it's like a dating app, and it's how well you are good, how good you are at solitaire? That's also, an awesome game. Make you, that game. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, that's fantastic. I'm gonna match you with her because you can teach her some things. Yeah. <laughs> she's into te- people teaching her. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, all right, so my game, the game I'm talking about, is a new release. <gasps> That's right. And it's a follow-up to an older game that was huge with the younger people. Um, it broke ground on its genre and released exclusively on the Windows Store last week. That's right. I'm talking about Fantasy Star Online 2. <gasps> oh. That's right. I mean, were you expecting Minecraft Dungeons? <laughs> you can still buy that on their website. This you can only get on Microsoft Store. <laughs> Which is crazy to me. I remember looking it up a while ago, and I was like, going to release exclusively on this. I was like, what? What? Exclusively? Exclusively. You can only download it through the Microsoft Store app on Windows 10. They know their base. (laughs) They really don't, because it's not this. Oh, oh, really? Oh, So many people had to, like, realize, like, oh, "Oh, Microsoft Store exists, like, because everybody has Windows. Oh, I figured they were doing that because they were playing to, like, a base that already knew. No, Microsoft, like, I think brought them in or, you know, like, made it so that they had to release exclusively on that. Um, It was... Bring me up to speed on Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online 2. What is it? Uh, basically, it is, if you've played Fantasy Star Online 1, it's that. But if you haven't, it's a uh, MMO 
that's a uh, third person. Uh, okay. You you go around. You you still like are collecting weapons. You're still going out killing things. Blah blah blah. Uh, but what it is is you are on a ship that is going to kind of not colonize, but to kind of be like Star Trek. You're you're trying oh, to okay. see you know what oh. everything is. Okay, know. cool. Like so a, exploration. Yes, exploration. Yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, however, everything has monsters. So right. you're so you're going Uh-oh. out there to 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 get their stuff and. Kind of like Monster Hunter in space ish. <laughs> okay. Okay. But this is like a classic MMORPG. This is. this is from like the former generation of MMORPGs. Yes. So, uh, and so not you... just that, but it's also from eight years ago because that's when it right. first released. <laughs> so, did you find oh that there gosh. were a lot of other people playing it because it just released in the US? Or? Uh, yes. Yes. So, so the very first day, uh, the servers didn't crash, but they definitely. Um, were bombarded. They chugged. Okay. They chugged uh, very much so. So what it is is so they have, so your servers are called ships. So there's ship one, ship two, ship three, um, and then within those servers or within those ships, they have different blocks, which are your instances of the game. Okay. So when it very first opened up uh, for this week, uh, there was three ships. There are still only three ships. However, they opened it with uh, they opened it with forty uh, with forty blocks, and so uh, and then the servers were completely packed. So they opened it up to 60 blocks. They were still packed. As of today, I think there's 110 blocks. Wow. And they are still mostly full, all of them. Wow. Does, does the game feel super old? So you said it's eight years old. So it does, is. Are there old mechanics and old graphics? Or? It is very much. It does feel like a PlayStation 3 game. Oh, um, okay. Which is okay because it is. You're playing it for nostalgia. You're playing it for the specific type of game that it is. However, there are definite times where I'm like going up to a store and I'm just like, all right, cool. And then the background is like just really terrible, like 2D, like oh. it doesn't mesh very well. Yeah. Um, and another thing is the servers, the way that they built them um, was that there's a lot of server client stuff going on. So uh, they don't allow the clients or your actual what you're playing it on to do a lot of things. It doesn't trust you, uh, which oh, is one okay. of the ways to get around people cheating. Uh, but because of that, every single time a new person pops up, uh, it takes forever to load them. So as oh. you're walking through, so like the main areas, the main hubs are kind of a slideshow of walking and people popping in. Mm. Which uh, kind of breaks the immersion of a the little game. bit, yeah. And for, I, I get, I get it. They made it for when it was new. They didn't make it for when it was eight years old. Yes. But to be like have tight security in an eight-year-old game is just like, well, I don't know if people cheat. People yeah, it's, cheat. it's kind of crazy because you look in the options, and that's one of the first things I always do. You go to graphics options, see what's there. Yeah. Uh, one of them was like, um, do you want to use the newest version of DirectX nine? It's like. We're on 11 now. <laughs> slash 12. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Would you like to run this in Windows 98? Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> so so what's the deal? How is this a new release? What what happened? Uh, wasn't this on the Vita at one point? Yes. Like in, in like 2013 or 12 or something? Yes, like only what? in Japan, though. So okay. This okay. has only been in Japan for the last eight years. So it's been was released. It only but, on the Vita? Uh, no, it was on uh, PC, okay. Vita, right. I think... Uh, uh, PlayStation, maybe PlayStation Three, possibly. I think. Okay. Um, so this game has not had a North American release. Has yet. not had outside of Japan outside. release. Oh wow! Wow. So they uh, in April, uh, they put it on the Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, the Xbox One, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of like a beta test or whatever. But it's still been open since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just now put it on the PC though, okay. uh, just this week or last week. Uh, so that's huge deal. 
Um, at least for, you know, people who know about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, of which I, there are yeah. a lot of them, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Fantasy Star Online is, is a huge, very robust, very real, serious community. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, I got in there, and first thing I did was I joined an alliance that had Dragon in its name. Oh, yeah. well done. Good branding. Good branding. Had to make sure. Had to make sure. Uh, so I think I joined the Eternal Dragons or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Apparently not good enough, but it has Dragon <laughs> in the name, so it's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far I've been having a really good time. I think I've played uh, probably close to 15 hours of it over the last couple of days because um, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> do. Do you think that they're going to make a Fantasy Star Online 3? I would hope so, uh, but it has been eight years, and there's, it just looks like they're just going to keep constantly updating this one. Okay. Uh, but hopefully within the next couple of years they will, because this does seem to be doing well. Uh, we'll see within the next month or so if it's still just as crowded. We'll see. Yeah, MMOs uh, are hard that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's good, though. A uh, lot of kind of archaic systems still, though, because, again, it is still eight years old. Right. Uh, but, no, having a lot of fun. So if you are into, if you ever were into Fantasy Star Online, Jump in, it's free. Cool. I know it's free. Yeah. That's great. Free. Yeah. <laughs> free but hard to get into to like figure out how yeah, to get your Yeah, yeah, definitely look up going. some stuff online. Like okay. when you go into it, what what to choose and, and everything like that. Yeah. Definitely look it up. So yeah, that'll do it for me. Fantasy Star Online too. And then what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? Any new release? Not unless you count Animal Crossing, a new release. <laughs> <laughs> new just day. came out. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's new every time you open it. It yeah. really is. So, Wait, uh, it's not March 20th? Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> it doesn't even happen, right? Where I don't know what the time go. Right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Animal Crossing is the soul-stealing social simulator game that takes terraforming to terrifying new heights. <laughs> just when I thought my town was pretty much perfect, I decided to dabble in terraforming and started a project that took over four days and multiple friends sending me vending machines and utility poles to try and finish. It's still not done. <laughs> <laughs> hey Joe, you need, you need more vending machines? I, what colors do you have? Uh, I have uh, white. Nope, I got white ones. Oh, Thank man. you. <laughs> this, uh, the drink machine though if you happen to have one of the uh, non pink green blue or sorry pink green black or white I need any other color and red I have red already I think there's one more color I just don't have it yet blue I, I have white I have a gray <laughs> utility pole no I think I got this okay. I, I did actually I started a, a massive project where I decided I was going to uh build something that I have a picture of in real life. Oh, nice. and I, I like so I was like I'm going to I'm going to build this street in Kyoto that we had walked down because wow. I have seen so many people build cool Japanese style streets. Yeah. yeah. And they use screens and all sorts of other things but everywhere we went had bamboo. So like I didn't like the screens as much and I was like and they block too much of the sun and when you tilt it up it doesn't shine light through it. I was very picky, I don't know why, yeah. but they finally made something that looked kind of like the bamboo and I was like, "Well, all right, you know what? I'm going to build a street that I've actually walked on. This is going to be great. Yeah. I contacted my friends because I ran out of utility poles real fast. And uh -huh. I ran out of lots of stuff real fast. I was like, I'm gonna, I need these. I need that. And then I realized I, can't, I don't think I can build that street. They don't make a lot of the things that I need for this <laughs> picture that I have. So I was like, all right, I'll take some artistic liberties with this. It's fine. Oh, my God. Terraforming is awful. Like, it takes forever. It's tedious. And, it, like, I'm bad at it. Sometimes like, it's really imprecise. You yes. end up building when you're supposed to be destroying. <sighs> it's, it's, I'm adding it ponds can, where there does need to be ponds. And then when I want to add a pond, I'm like, okay, cool. Make that thing angular. No. Can't. Can't go on an angle. Nope. That waterfall's got to be. Can't be on oh. an angle either. My favorite is when you start and you're like, oh, I have to move that tree. And then you move it. And then while you're terraforming, you realize you moved it to a place where it still can't be. So you have to move yeah. 
the same tree again. And you're like, it's oh, such a weird thing with Animal Crossing because the leap to terraforming from the previous games is huge. It's yeah. like, whoa, oh, you can yeah. actually do things yeah. and make, make the ground different. But at the same token, it's like, oh, but they could have done so much more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could have made this so much more intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> it's still great, though. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Like I, I am, I, I am as of this this afternoon. I am happy with what I have built. Okay. The terraforming is amazing in the game. I didn't want to terraform much, and I and I didn't. To be entirely honest, I I've only touched like, probably maybe fifteen percent tops of my entire island. I have terraformed because I liked. I already had to deal with the island. I don't need to change it. It's fine. <laughs> I worked. I put everything around the island the way it works because of the way the island was built to begin with. It's fine. This street that I'm making though, I, man. I don't know why I started doing this. It looks really <laughs> nice. Like, I, like it looks cool. I'm kind of happy with it, ish. So I'm getting okay. there. But Animal Crossing, yeah. If you want your life and soul to be stolen from you via terraforming, <laughs> have at it. It's really fun and it looks really pretty when it's done, though. <laughs> yeah, earlier she was like, "Hey, Brian, turn around," because I was on the computer playing Fantasy Star. And so I turned around. She goes, "Does this look off to you?" And I was like, "No, it looks it looks fine." And she was like, <laughs> "She's like, no, 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 like." The left looks perfect, but the right is off by like one square. Mm. Does that make that much of a difference? I was like, no, I mean, it looks fine, but I do understand what you mean. It does look right. off, but I think to somebody who's not looking for that, it's fine. She goes, okay. And then three hours later, she's like, all right, I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> you said fine. You said it looked fine. It's been bothering me for two days because I made the left side first and I was like, this is this is exactly what it needs to look like. And the right side for, for what I was emulating, emulating um, it's a very cramped street. So technically the right side looked kind of like what it was supposed to look like. But when you walk, when you enter someone's town through via their airport, I knew, I knew the level you would walk in on. It just didn't look right. And I was like, <laughs> even if you play the game the way I do, which is not at that same tilted screen, it's not, it, it's, it's not doing what I want it to do. And then when he said it looked fine, I was like, well, I've let this go for two days. I've been trying to ask everybody, <laughs> what does this look like? This this looks wrong, right? And everybody else was like, no, it looks exactly like it's supposed to. This is exactly what the, one of my, one of my friends came over and I was like, take a look at this and tell me what you think. Tell me if I'm wasting my time. And he goes, I literally feel like I'm walking down that street in Kyoto with Aww. you. And I was like, all right, it's working. This is great. I'm insane. That right hand side, it's fine. No, no, it's I totally get it. Fine. It's no, not fine. No. Yeah. I had to move three levels of cliffs, trees off of the cliffs so that I could move them over a little. It was some next that makes you so level angry. ridiculousness. But I will say it does look infinitely better now that I've moved that one square. <laughs> one it's, single square. It does so much for your sanity now that you can look at. It, yeah. Now I can walk down that street and be like, this is great. Look, the front part of this is beautiful. Now I just got to work on the back. <laughs> So, right. yeah, that's my life. Animal Crossing, terraforming. Enjoy it. We haven't had enough Animal Crossing talk on this You're podcast. Welcome. We just need to keep going. <laughs> I mean, we didn't last week. No, obviously. I mean, that, was, that was too long. It was way we too gotta, long. got to bring it back. <laughs> For all the newcomers, they need to know what kind of podcast <laughs> this is. That's a good point. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, Troy, what did you play this week? All right. I played a game called Mortal Kombat. Wait, hold up. Sorry. I mispronounced that. Let me try that again. Mortal Kombat! I am contractually obligated to say it that way. You don't really hear the K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's right. You really got to get the K out there. Uh, I played Mortal Kombat Aftermath, which is the extension of the wackadoodle story that started in Mortal Kombat 11, uh, the hyper violent fighting game of 2019, made by NetherRealm Studios. 
Uh, this DLC content, downloadable content, it features new characters, some new finishers, uh, but more, most importantly, it's got more of that wackadoodle story. <laughs> just more. Ooh. Just more. <laughs> just more. So, so we, we talked in a previous podcast about how we thought um, the news story was going to re- revolve around RoboCop and the fact that he's going to bring right. the first C into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, um, he definitely brings the C. They, they do not spell RoboCop with a K. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, how is this allowed? They they, don't, they, don't, they shouldn't allow any hard C's in there. Oh, but then I, I looked at all the menus. I started seeing every hard C in the game after that. In the menus, oh. you see things as like closed menu or a closet or whatever it happens. Like, I started noticing them all. It was very disappointing. Oh, you mean they're slipping? They're slipping. They're getting oh. soft. It's also weird because after we also recorded that, I realized Johnny Cage has a C. Johnny Cage. Oh. I know. I realized that. I was like, oh, man, they started oh. off with the regular C. Damn. They messed up. Come on, Mortal Kombat. It's, should, it's not too late. They no. should call it the curse of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Robocop, unfortunately, does not feature in the story. So, I'm just going to, if you're buying this because you want to see Robocop, like, talking to Shang Tsung, it's not, it's not going to happen. Uh, uh, not in the story, at okay. least. Okay. Um, the story's kind of interesting. It, it, the stories are... I come back to these games for its story. I find it ridiculous. And the only way I'm ever going to understand them is if I'm always consuming <laughs> the story. If I miss one chapter, I'm lost. I'm done. I'm just done. Um, the original game had to do with time travel. You got to meet the younger versions of the characters. Time travel to like the future and the past. And anyway, so you mm-hmm. could... Old Johnny Cage and young Johnny Cage can hang out with each other. This DLC is just... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're it's back to the future too you, you the time traveling happened and now they're like wait a second we can't have it happen this way now we have to go back into the that story and redo that story <laughs> that you just finished doing and have a different outcome ridiculous only uh, they're not as good at it <laughs> no they're, they're, they're not we can't affect the time but, but we're immediately going to affect the timeline <laughs> So question though, at the very end of this, yeah. um, does one of them get struck by lightning and sent even further back in time <laughs> to the 1800s? Oh, wow. Uh, no, this is not uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, no, <laughs> Turtles in Time. No, Back to the Future back 3. Future oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Wow. You were like pitching am, the third base and I went way out I am outfield. so happy you went to Turtles in Time. <laughs> like, so, so happy. I mean, I mean, that, that, does, that does go well, you I, know. I can't believe that happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> like I watched both those movies around the same time. I've never made that connection. Yeah. Listen, time travel. It's there's only so many ways you can make it happen. <laughs> this is like a cautionary tale. If you own a time machine, you know, stay away from lightning. Stay yeah. away from lightning. If it starts Goodness. to rain, keep it in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so so as I was I was playing this game, the story's whatever, I started having this realization as I was looking at Robocop, Terminators in this with this also in uh, one of the, the new characters that they added this year. Uh, so is uh, uh, Spawn. I started ha- having this realization. Is is Mortal Kombat just Super Smash Brothers, but with blood? I think so. Because, <laughs> like, l- look look at this roster that they've had in as guest, guest like, characters over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Alien from the Alien franchise. Freddy Krueger. Jason Voorhees. The Joker. Kratos. Leatherface. Predator. Robocop. Spawn. The Terminator. This is what what is this? What is what is Mortal Kombat? <laughs> you know, I actually feel like this started with Soul Calibur 
Because yeah. Soul Calibur brought in Link. They brought in yeah, um, Hihachi and, and Spawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I remember when they first did that, I was like, this is this is bonkers, man. Right. And then I think everything else is just like, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> well, I'm just waiting for Sonic to show up. I'm sure his finisher will be lame. Anyway. Um, so uh, as, I, as I was playing with Robocop, I started realizing, because I wasn't sure if I was going to get this. But it was important that I got this, I think, because Mortal Kombat has never done a story uh, downloadable content, a story-based downloadable, com- downloadable content. In games of the past, I don't really care about the new characters because I'm not really serious in the game. I'll play them just to see the cool moves, and then I'll be done, so it's not really worth my money, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they've never done a story thing uh, really perked my interest. And the story is fun. It's great. It's it's exactly what you pay for. You said the fighting was really good. <laughs> and and the animation was wow. amazing. Like the, the cinematic quality that they bring to their stories, which now their franchise is really known for having that great cinematic quality to, mm-hmm. to it. Um, the fight choreography that they have within, within the story itself is worth the price of admission by itself. It's oh, yeah. creative. It's detailed. It's it's very John Wick when it comes to, to it. You, you can really see how practical the moves are. And yet they are still, you know, flashy and fun and mm-hmm. and, and and camp in a good way. Um, so very impressed by that stuff. It it almost made the real fighting look a little lame because you <laughs> see like this really well choreographed like back and forth oh my battle, gosh. and then you're just like low kick, low kick, yeah, low kick, high yeah, punch, high punch, low kick. <laughs> it, it's so intricate. It's like seeing Jackie Chan, and then I start fighting, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I thought I was gonna be like Jackie Chan. Oh no, I'm just me. <laughs> so, so this has to do with time travel. Could you imagine uh, taking somebody from like the mid to late 90s, bringing them to now and be like, so Mortal Kombat's known for its choreography. <laughs> it's, it's, for its cinematic for story cinematic beats. Cinematic story beats, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Wait, what? And then what? you just drop huh? them immediately back in the 90s. <laughs> Enjoy Bush. Yep. <laughs> the president. Yes, at the time. First one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah uh, so I, I've had a good time with it. Um, I've definitely been ruminating on, on what that game means to me. And mm-hmm. I, a Robocop is definitely one of the first toys I've ever gotten in my life. Aww. Like I, that I can remember that in a Batman toy. Uh-huh. And it was also the first thing or the first character I dressed up as in uh, for Halloween. Oh, that's, oh, that's cute. Awesome. Right? So uh, I, it made me rewatch the movie, which I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, I've just been living my Robocop fan- fantasy. They 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 do Robocop great justice Good. justice <laughs> uh, in that game, down to a T. All the costumes, all the moves, like pretty spot on. So br- bravo to them. And uh, there's other things with it, but maybe we'll make a video on Instagram to go over the rest of the stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be uh, Onaga Part Three. <laughs> hey, anytime you want to talk about Onaga, do you oh, think he was the Dragon King? Up, you see, oh, no. at one point, he needs to get the Kamaduku okay, in order so, to be able to so, get so going to go on to our news segment. News, 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 news. Thank God it's news. Podcast is going to be five hours long. All right, so uh, so uh, to start the news, as we have been doing these last couple of months, stop it, COVID. Stop it, COVID. Stop it. Stop it. So uh, BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled. Oh, It's not surprising. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was only a matter of time, to be honest. I, I know we were all speculating about it earlier. Yeah. Um, they just made it official. So uh, they are still thinking about doing a virtual event, but it won't be until early next year. Yeah. Wow. 
because Wait, they, even the virtual event even the virtual event because hmm. i guess they probably had so much planning going into yeah. this right they're like all right well in order to, this is let's BlizzCon, do it right we have to do it justice mm-hmm. we have yeah, to they do, do it correctly they normally do a really beautiful convention exactly. so converting that into something digital is probably mm-hmm. difficult. and i have faith they'll do it they'll do it well oh, as yeah. they usually do <laughs> yeah exactly i mean they they sell out forty thousand tickets usually within a day wow within a couple of hours and that's just a physical version. You can also buy a virtual one in order to still experience it from your house. Right. So, right. I mean, yeah, it's it's a big deal. And they yeah. always give away yeah. free pets and, and everything for their actual games. Yeah, costumes. Yeah, costumes. All types of things. I went to a really weird place where they gave out free pets. Just like that. <laughs> Here's like, an armadillo. Why have I never been to a place? I want free pets. Who doesn't want their pet? I'll no, take they just pet pat you on the head. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, you're pets. the one getting pat, pet. Pat. Mm-hmm. I get it now. <laughs> No, I, was, I was like, I, and then immediately I went to Tamagotchi. So I mean, it went to very, very dark places just now. <laughs> oh, Blizzard Tamagotchi would be the best. Right? right. Blizzard, listen dope. to our podcast. <laughs> when they do, everybody does. It's a podcast for everyone's tastes. It is. <laughs> um, and now from uh, Skeletons to Skullgirls, uh, the developer put out a new update in the game uh, over the previous weekend uh, for the game Skullgirls. And in case you don't know what it is, uh, it's a 2D fighting game, kind of like Guilty Gear or, or no. Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. Um, but uh, in the update, they added uh, they added and changed a couple of things for the community. Uh, the first one is uh, one of the best players of the game, Sonic Fox, who is also one of the best players in every fighting oh, game yeah. possible. Did Sonic Fox win an award? Yeah, yeah. He uh, yeah, won, at the Game Awards. Yeah, the Game Awards, yeah. 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 Um, well, he has a, uh, in case you don't know, he has a, a fursona. Uh, so he is mm-hmm. a furry. He, you know, he dresses up. He goes to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put his fursona in the game. Aww. That's oh, that's so he great. must feel so awesome. Yeah, he like <laughs> like he was like he was, when it first dropped, he like put out a tweet. He's like, I'm so excited to finally be able to talk about this. <laughs> I've had to keep this under wraps for so long. I'm sure, he would want nothing more than yeah. to like, like it's real. Oh like, yeah, it's there. Oh, like yeah. his fursona, it's alive now. It's in a game. Like it's. Ah. Yeah, and uh, because you know he's one of the best players, they actually made him the tutorial NPC. Uh, or oh, randomly cool. make instead of it being the original they made him randomly be the the, the tutorial npc which is i think pretty awesome yeah i can't think of anything cooler than that <laughs> <laughs> i can uh, <laughs> because also included in the update uh so when this was first uh crowdfunded it was on indiegogo one of the tiers was that you could put yourself in, as a background character of like one of the stages um so one of the people who did it they you know they put him in the background it's like all right cool well, since then, though, that person has transitioned from male to female. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they actually, in this newest update, uh, turned his character into a female. Right on. Oh, that's wonderful. It, it's the exact same pose, exact same everything, but it actually looks like her now. Awesome. That's so cool. That's sweet. Yeah. So I thought that was, you know, it's just a very tiny little thing. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, really cool of the developers to do that. Right on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And so speaking of wholesome things, though, uh, last week uh, there was an indie game showcase called Wholesome Games Direct that showcased over 50 whimsical indie games that will be coming out uh, or have already come out uh, pretty soon. Uh, so part of that was like um, the writing game that you were that oh, you played. Oh, Kind Words. Yeah, oh. Kind Words is in there just to give you a sense of what kind of games okay. these are. Um, so the so cre- they're sad Troy games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this thing was made for me. Yeah, it was made. for I you. must play every single one of these games. Absolutely, you should look at over. You should look at them. They're, <laughs> they're great. Uh, but the creators of the event did it because um, they did what we have all been saying forever, which was they wanted an event that just showcased games that E three wouldn't showcase. Yeah, or couldn't showcase because it's so jam packed with these huge blockbuster games. Um, they also did it because uh, their friend last year. 
uh, one of the last, their friend passed away last year. And one of the last things that they did was that they, they used to always watch all the E3s and some of their last moments with them were watching a Nintendo Direct. Wow. So they're like, well, we want to do something to also honor him in order to, to get all these other games that we all love out. Uh, so they did that. And so uh, if you want to check them out, uh, head over to wholesomegames.com. Um, and I'll be doing that. Yeah, and that's how you'll do it. So yeah, so go over to Wholesome Games and show them some love and check out their states of play. And uh, oh, did I say states of play? Uh, that reminds me of Sony's state of play that happened and showed over eight minutes of uncut gameplay of Last of Us Two. Really? Yeah. What? Like, what, what is that game like? What two weeks out? Uh yeah. Which you okay. kind of wouldn't know because there hasn't been a whole lot of news besides leaks about yeah. it. Right. And like, I'm I'm so afraid. Like, I think I may have saw some some clips of that. I saw yeah. like like Ellie, like the main character, like ducking. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it was a clip, I just quickly like scrolled Scroll. away yep. because I was afraid it could be a leak. Oh yeah. So like, I don't want to see anything. Like, I don't I don't want to see anything at all, legitimate or not. Like, mm-hmm. I just nothing. Yeah. There's hardly any articles that I've found recently that have been on it. Um, and all the ones that I have seen, uh, there's like hardly any comments because nobody wants to click on them just in case it, it is something. Someone yeah, is going to be, uh, yeah. yeah, someone's going to spoil it. Yeah, if there's going to be a jerk in the yeah. in the mm-hmm. YouTube comments right. or something like that. Gosh, I saw I saw it as I was scrolling through, and I totally was like, "What is this?" Twenty. It was an IGN one, and it was like 28 minutes or 23 minutes of this. I'm like, "What monster IGN? Why would you?" Oh, I don't want to watch any of oh, this. Oh, the, oh, this is <laughs> like, legit. This is yeah. legit, but oh. I still don't want to watch this, any of it. This is what you were planning on doing yeah. before <laughs> all right. of the leaks. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, it's just sad because the game is so close to release yeah. and they can't even properly promote it. I also feel like that game has already, the, the first game promoted that second game so well already yeah. that we're all sold. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and if, if you haven't played the game, then you probably have a friend that has either talked about it or you have us who are telling you about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like, I don't know, all marketing is done with that. Like yeah. there's nothing else you're going to, mm-hmm. I don't know that you're going to get anybody new. Yeah. They've sold it to who's going to be sold yeah. to and they did it to who it wasn't going to be. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, but something that is being promoted amazingly, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially by this podcast, is the Epic Game Store. <laughs> oh. All right, Brian. And by this podcast, I mean me. All right, Brian. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So this week, so you know they've been giving away free. They've been giving away free games every single week. Yes. Uh, so this week, uh, they're actually giving away two different games. Oh man, they're upping it up. They're upping it up. So this week, it's Borderlands: The Handsome Collection, which is oh. you know most people probably already have it in some form. That's but true. To those who ha- who don't, awesome. You know. Yeah, it's a great collection. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, but another one is actually a new release <gasps> uh, called Sludge Life. Ooh. Um, it's a self-shaded first-person graffiti indie game, and Ooh. it looks insane. Sludge Life. I get it. Like Salt Life. Yeah. Like <laughs> sludge. Do you like graffiti games? I do. I've played quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fr- you know it's free. It's and it's not and, it's, and that's this game I think is going to be free for an entire year as well. Oh wow! So you have an entire year oh, okay. to to download it, and it's Great. free to you know free to keep. So you know you can do it however long. And then if that weren't enough, <laughs> Epic also announced that the Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection, uh, which comes out on June 11th will be free to own for the first week. Oh, wow. wow! So if you download it or if you claim it within the first week, it's free. It's a $40 game. Does Epic charge you like a monthly fee? No, to- nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, it gets your, it's, it's your data, I'm assuming. That's probably what they're right. getting out of this. They're getting all your data. They're getting you to log into their site instead yes. of logging into Steam, yeah. which exactly. is like yes. future purchases. Yeah. Right, right, right. And not only in that first week do they have it for free, but that first week they're also the only place you can play it. 
oh. it doesn't release on Steam until the week after June eighteenth. Um, and then I think the week after that is when it releases on all the other systems. So, I mean, if you want to play it before anyone else and have it for free, Epic <laughs> Game Store. <laughs> yeah, we should really get an Epic account, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think I'm there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. The stuff that they're giving away and the stuff that they're actively trying to do to promote things for it. So, right. you know, good on them. Yep. So. We'll be looking out for the check in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'd be very impressed if you had a check and yeah. you mailed it. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Using both of those things. Yeah, the check and the mail. I would be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, Amanda, you got some gaming, non-gaming news. I do. I got some fun stuff. Uh, if you haven't heard, uh, they uh, have some, some TV and movie news. Okay. So the Kingdom Hearts might be uh, coming to Disney Plus as an animated TV show. Oh, of course it would be Disney Plus. I don't know why my first instinct was Netflix. Why? why I, I'm what was I thinking? 100% actually. I actually also thought Netflix. Because Netflix uh, has done that already. Yeah. They've done the game to TV show thing. But of course, of course, Disney. It would be Disney. because Are they releasing Disney. the whole thing? Or is it going to be like episode five first and then episode three and then maybe a, a season two, episode one? Like, and then there's a 2.5 final remix. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is like, it can't be, it can't be canon because that would be insane because you'd have to require everyone to have played all of the games in order for the 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 tv show to make sense but it's would kingdom it, hearts so why would they care would it, why would they care i think it, i yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does start from the very beginning but somehow all the games have already taken place like <laughs> like they wipe their memory you know like somehow they would figure it out well or not figure it out <laughs> they would have to back to the future to it you would have yeah. to go uh-huh, back to uh-huh. the games and you were doing the tv show while the games were taking place but you, you can't be seen by the main people uh-huh. no. and then the very last scene is them you know is king mickey like hey this has happened before (laughs) i was trying to think of a way you could be like an npc in the game like you're you're the party you follow is somebody who's not actually one of the main characters in any way like you're just on an island somewhere and you just help them along (laughs) they did that when uh when we played was it war of the north yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings game. And obviously the events in Lord of the Rings are pretty standard. So to make it a standalone game that wasn't like those exact events, um, you f- were either directly in front of them or directly behind them throughout the entire movie. And what happened to them was because of things that you did. Like, ah. oh, they wouldn't have won that fight if you hadn't caused this avalanche or some mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. So um, it was all like that. It was fun. <laughs> nice. And then uh, anything else? Yes. Uh, the Sonic movie uh, that, that had all of the controversy about the Sonic we didn't like and then the Sonic that we did like yeah, and the, yeah, the Robotnik the that stole our hearts <laughs> uh, is going to be getting a sequel. So that Tails stinger in the end will probably be uh, a bit of uh, Sonic and Tails running around having adventures. I did get chills when Tails showed up. <laughs> it was pretty mind. awesome. I was, as, as much as I was expecting slash not expecting from that movie, yeah. Tails was not... One of them. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> he showed up. I was like, wow, they're doing it. And like maybe respect Tails. Because usually yes. depictions of Tails are always like like the dumb yeah. kid mm-hmm. that, that's following Sonic around. Even in the games, Tails is just like a really a dumb character. Tails? Is he a scientist? In, in, in the games, I think he is. But really? uh, definitely not in the animated series. Oh, okay. I, I don't think he was saying he's an inventor. Oh, oh okay. he, yeah, he was something. Yeah, yeah. He was an inventor. Yeah, like a tinkerer. Yeah. Yeah. Builderer. Yeah. I hope they put Knuckles in. Yeah. No, and Knuckles is, is for three. 
That's, oh, right. that's okay, how you finish. That's how you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the second movie. And I hope they clone Jim Carrey, and there's just two Jim Carreys. <gasps> <laughs> there's Eggman and Robotnik, two oh separate villains. And Fire Marshal Bill shows up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same character. And then the mask shows up. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. And then, um, but if you won't turn up for that, I got something that you will. Turn up for what? Turn it for what? <laughs> <laughs> This week, Joe, what'd you got? Hello, fellow Islanders, and welcome to another beautiful week in Animal Crossing. This week in Animal Crossing was filled with golden DIYs, multiple meteor showers, and the never-ending stamp rally. Yeah, take that in. (laughs) (laughs) However, one of the most notable occurrences this week was the overabundance of villagers sharing their desires to spread their wings and fly to another island. While moving's inevitable for some, make sure you say hi and lend a helping hand when villagers ask for help to up those friend points before they're gone. Frustrations are running high with many islanders waiting for the suspected art procurer and possible painting pickpocket red. Many simply want to speak to the mischievous fox about the counterfeit artworks that he has sold them. He hasn't redocked on numerous islands in multiple weeks, so only time will tell when the curiously counterfeit curator will come back. Now, on to the turnips. This week's stock market as reported by the Sow Jones. While purchasing seemed to be steady at a low of 92 bells, stock prices skyrocketed midweek, selling as high as 643. And that's it for now. This is Joe from Katsusando signing off and reminding you to look up for the shining stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rested parts. Back to you, dragons. Turn up for what? All right. (laughs) All right, cool. So uh, now that brings us, you know, to the end of the news, but we have a new segment this week. It's silly. It's very silly. If you watched our Mizucon thing, you already know what this is. That's right. We have Gamers Digest. Yum. Yum. <laughs> I saw what you were doing there, Troy. <laughs> it's silly. <laughs> uh, so Gamers Digest is going to be a feature we'll, where we take a game um, that we've all played or familiar with, and we're going to break it down to see what it would be if it was a sandwich. If it was built, <laughs> if it was broken down and then rebuilt as a sandwich. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, I have picked a game for us this week. Okay. Um, the game that I would like us to ruminate and salivate about uh, will be The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ooh. If it were a sandwich. The first thing oh. that comes to mind for me <laughs> ready. is yeah. uh, is like an older sandwich because it, it can't be something like new. It couldn't be like an avocado on toast, which is like no, super no, trendy because no, no, no. it's like an older game. Yeah. So it's got to be something, and it's like something that everyone likes. It's super nostalgic, yes. and it's arguably some people's favorite sandwich. Correct. So, so yes. to take a page from Brian's book, I would almost say ham and cheese. Oh, okay. So it would it would be a ham and cheese. Right. It's it's very classic. It's not mm. too complicated. It would be very angular cheese, well, like see, the squarest of cheese. No, I I think that it, it I could I could go with the ham and cheese, but I would have to add some more to that. I think because Ocarina of Time is a big open world game. Right. You know, there's different uh, uh, areas of, of the of the land to go to. Some are water. Some are ice. Some are volcanic. I want to add. So I'm going to add a little tomato. I'm going to add some bacon on there, maybe. And probably some lettuce as well, because I think I think it's more than just a ham and cheese. I actually think it's warm. I agree. I think oh, this yeah. is a warm sandwich because so it's, it's like a melt. Right, it's a melt. Because you can still eat a melt, you know, uh, you know, later on in the day when it's not as warm, it's still melted together. It's still beautiful and all the flavors there. But when it's warm, when you play that when it came out, 
Ooh. <laughs> I think I Ooh. I would say yes. I'm going to yes and that and say that it's a Quiznos sub <gasps> because it was back when Quiznos was relevant. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> or yes. open. <laughs> I, I'm about the Quiznos life, so yes. I almost went to a Monte Cristo. I almost oh, went there. I was yeah. thinking like it would be great because you know a little powder on top. What's a Monte? Some... Oh, oh, like the sandwich Monte yeah. Cristo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I, oh. I kind of like Quiznos subs way more than the I mean, Monte Cristo, so I'm in the Monte uh, Cristo uh, boat now. A I'm Monte the... Cristo is a ham and cheese. That's correct. It yes. is. But I, I, but I see yes. that, though, because there's some sweetness in, in, in Ocarina of Time. That's yeah, kind of so like my nostalgia would be the sweetness. Yeah, and that's like, raspberry jam that's and the raspberry jam yeah. so that's the music what part is the of the raspberry jam what part of the the sandwich is the water temple <laughs> Ooh. oh okay i know what if it were going monte cristo it's your hands it's like because you eat that monte cristo and then you just can't touch anything for the rest of the day or your mouth you just have it all over and you, you try to wash it off and but. the smell the fact that you just smell like a monte cristo and, sandwich and you and you also know that you just ate a monte cristo sandwich and you just you just let that sit with you yeah. for a while that, it, could it also, does sit with you for quite <laughs> a that, that, that sitting that sitting feeling where you feel like Ugh, that's navi that's, <laughs> like the game is otherwise perfect but you just have this like Ugh. See, I feel like Navi is like that first Monte Cristo sandwich that they bring out because the first one's always wrong somehow. It's always it's always either been sitting out underneath the lamps for too long, yeah, like, or it wasn't this? fried correctly, right? Or they somehow still put the raspberry in there, even though you told them not to put the right. raspberry in there. <laughs> is someone able to actually like describe what a Monte Cristo is? Like, like what what is a Monte Cristo? Give us the full picture. Okay, so a Monte Cristo sandwich is white bread of some sort Mm -hmm. that has ham and cheese. (laughs) Usually the cheese is a very low-level melted cheese. It Mm -hmm. is not like anything very sharp. Mm -hmm. And it's like a provolone or a white American, nothing crazy. Um, You would have it then essentially dipped in a batter that is very light (laughs) and fried. (laughs) And then you would take that beautiful fried sandwich. You would make a raspberry jam or a jelly to go on the side with it. Uh And you would coat it with a sifted powder sugar on the outside. And and you got a little ham in there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There's there's ham and cheese. And it's I, I actually, funny enough, I think that's the only way I eat ham is in a Monte Cristo sandwich. <laughs> it is literally the only time I will eat ham in a sandwich. So remember that sitting feeling we we're talking about? Yes, it's because all of that goes inside of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you take a regular sandwich and you make it as American as possible. Um, you have a heart attack after eating the sandwich. <laughs> it's definitely not good for you. And you know what? It's okay to, to play Ocarina of Time maybe, maybe once or twice a year. Maybe maybe once every couple of years, I think. Yeah. I don't want to play it every week, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need that. It's good, but like I don't need to play it that much. Yeah, and then every... Every now and then, you know, like every 10 years or so, somebody will like bring it back out, put some spit shine on it. It's like, you know what? I think I'm going to put, you know, a a, a monster cheese in there this time. That's the perfect idea. Exactly. It it sounds so wrong to me. Is that like when they made it for the 3DS? Yes. They just made it 3D? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's fair because you had to use the pen still. Yeah. Yeah, They changed the inventory a little bit. bit. Bingo. Yeah. 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 So that's what, uh, yeah. So I mean, hey, we're I the like Taste it. of Dragons. We play video games. We eat sandwiches. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been your Gamers Digest. Yum. <laughs> if if you have a video game and you want to know what sandwiches is, we are experts. Please message us. Yeah, message us. Slide you. slide into our DMs on Instagram or go to our YouTube videos and leave some comments. Uh, yeah, let us know uh, either games or sandwiches, and we'll 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 do them. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll start with a sandwich and put a game to it. Ooh, it could go exciting. either way. It could go either way. You never so know. Give you us some know. suggestions out there. 
So, all right, cool. Uh, I, like, I like that segment. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, 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 do. It's the Dragon of the Week. It's what you seek. It's the Dragon of the Week. It'll make you leak. Dragon of the Week. I just said it will make you leak, so I don't know what the drag is going to be, but <laughs> like like cry tears of joy. Yeah, there, you right. there, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> uh, but dragon of the week is our is our chance to show a little love to some companies or some people or some things, whatever, anything that we want in the, our podcast. Yeah, in the video game industry, <laughs> yeah. of course. And uh, this week is going to be brought to you by Joe. Why, yes, indeed. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys about Ted Price, the co-founder, and I believe he's the CEO of Insomniac Games. <gasps> I love Insomniac Games. A lot company. of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, start off with a little bit of history, or do you guys want to hear about some of the games they made first? Oh, drop us with like a couple of the the big the big All games. Right. Well, made. I mean, they made they made a little game named Spyro. Ooh, they made a little it. game named Ratchet and Clank. Heard of it? They made Resistance. They heard made Sunset it. Overdrive. They also made that really sweet Spider-Man game that came out about a year and a half. <laughs> One of the best games yeah. of so, the past decade. It's a little little sprinkle of what they've done. <laughs> Um, but it starts with Ted Price, actually. He is the person who created the company, and, and he's the one who brought it all to us. He's the one that had trouble sleeping. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, funny thing, their name was uh, brought up because uh, their original name for their company was taken by another company already. Aww. And they were told they couldn't use it. I think it was like um, a, a super epic game. Nintendo. Or, or something. Oh, okay. It, it, no, it, it was something. It was something silly, like Ultimate Awesome Games okay. or something. Epic. And, uh, it, yeah, it was something. And another company already owned the name, right. and they said they had to change it. And so they said they went through about 15 different names and none of them fit right and then they got to Insomniac Games and everyone was like it's not right but it's exactly how we feel <laughs> so this is <laughs> just imagine how much longer we're going to have to stay up thinking about names right? if we don't choose this, this. is what will become so, yes. unless we pick this name yeah. okay? Right. okay so they were like it was perfect for the moment and they were like this is sticking this is the one so great um, but his journey into video games started in uh, when he was nine, actually. So he was born in 1968, making him 51 years old as of now, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was nine, his dad bought him and his sister an Atari 2600. Uh, they played that only on the weekends because that was the only time they were allowed to play. They had to do all their schoolwork from Monday through Friday. And he said that him and his sister would play the games on the Atari 2600 nonstop. He said that was <laughs> his he, that was his life. Um, so for the first couple of years of his the first couple of years of video gaming, he always had to play with his sister. He always played two player games. It was, and even when they played one player games, they had to play them together. He said that uh, their favorite game was adventure and they, they had a blast playing it. By the age of 15, his dad had decided he was going to buy him an, an Apple II. Mm-hmm. And he started programming and making his own games. He said he, he really wow. liked the idea of games in general. And he, his dad and his parents, they were both very supportive of him being able to learn how to code and learn how to program. How old was he at this 15. point? 15. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> Uh, so his, he's, he admits it himself the games were awful he said they had no story he said they were terrible they were usually just walking down a hallway and doing nothing it was just ratchet no click yeah. it, it was very dry he said they were rough um, so he went to college and he went to Princeton which is an Ivy League school so he was he was going in and he's his very first semester he started with a a uh, instead of an 1101 class for computers he started with the the, the second range of that so it's, I think it's the 22 and a 2200 and uh, he said that he walked into that thinking he understood how to program and understood computers, and he walked out so completely broken from not knowing Aww. anything and doing so badly Yikes. that he changed his major to something else. Because oh. he said Aww. it was it was so tough. He said, I skipped, I skipped what I shouldn't have skipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to English majoring. That's what he chose, not gaming. He went to that because he was also very into the English literature, and he was really into that. 
Um, so in 1990, he got out of college, English major, moved to California, worked for his uh, uncle. Um, you know how ambulances are like a mini doctor's office? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, they mm -hmm. basically made ambulances, but they were just a doctor's office. And they would drive to different areas when you we were oh, somebody okay. who couldn't mm -hmm. actually go to a doctor's office. They would bring the doctor's office to you. And it was a new business at that point. And the thing that he took away from this, though, was that he was very bad at driving vans and not very great at being a nurse. But he learned business very, very well. And he became a medical biller, basically. He was the financial controller of his uncle's company. And he became very business savvy. And he kind of saw how everything worked. And he was very good with people and he was very good at making things work as a manager as opposed to being the person on the floor or the ground floor doing it so he decided after a couple of years of doing that he was very good at it this isn't what my heart's in I want to do something my heart is in he talked to his dad and his dad has always been one of his biggest supporters and he was his dad was like well do what you want do what your passion is he goes I want to make a game I think that's what I'm going to do so he starts working on a game, writing up what he can, trying to make the graphics on paper, like literally drawing everything out in cubes and polygons. <laughs> and he realizes, I can't really code. I can't really do all this mm -hmm. by myself. His mom was like, well, you have a friend that went to Princeton with you. Why don't you call? This is my, my, my girlfriend's son graduated the same year as you. And that is Alex Hastings. And he cold called Alex Hastings and said, hey, our moms are friends. Do you want to make a video game with me? <laughs> and, and like a match made in heaven. He was like, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. So This is like the, the best play date. Like you guys both like baseball. <laughs> yeah. And you just push them together. It really was. <laughs> like this story, every piece that could fall into place that was so weird. And like, wow, that okay. Yeah, that was the 80s and the 90s. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, him and Alex became very good friends. And Alex was a really amazing program. So every crazy idea that Ted could come up with, Alex could program it down. Wow. And Alex had a brother, and Alex's brother was good at it as well. So <laughs> the three of them basically created this, this new company to make video games. And the first game they worked on was Disruptor. Hmm. Um, the, the game, it was a first-person shooter, very Doom-like, uh, only oh, okay. in yeah, set yeah, in space. Like it, yeah. Most people remember Disruptor on the PlayStation 1. They yeah. were originally making it for the Panasonic 3DO. <laughs> and... Um, Funny enough, uh, they got very lucky because Ted was very good at the business side of everything and very good at, at kind of reining in creative peoples. Uh, he became friends with some of the universal uh, publishers for, for games and Mark Cerny actually went to lunch with them one day and he became friends with him and they were basically mark basically told him you need to get away from this panasonic 3do thing <laughs> like this is not gonna work out dude you should probably talk to playstation you should go talk to them and a beautiful friendship was was created um so when they started getting the playstation backing in that they put disruptor out and it was hailed as one of the most awesome games that nobody knew about it was a it was built well the mm. game played well but nobody there was no marketing uh, i think ted himself said that he thought there was a t-shirt and a like mouse pad or something yeah made but it for was it. a hell of a mouse pad and that was <laughs> a hell it. of a mouse yeah, pad like so you know it, 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 it didn't exactly do great things but it was a wonderful game and so that's before the internet it's not like yes yeah yes this is much before so uh basically a uh, disruptor almost bankrupted his company to Ooh. which they had now to they had to name insomniac games at that point um and they kind of just got lucky and decided they were going to start working on a uh, family-friendly game they said disruptor wasn't family friendly and uh, ted was a very big proprietor of i want to make games that adults can play too like he wanted to make games that had mm -hmm. deep meaning had feelings and it wasn't just like a a hokey platformer unfortunately for him he was very good at making hokey platformers because <laughs> <laughs> spyro they make spyro and it was like 
the most amazing thing ever. Sony was like, we can't believe you made this. They wanted a kid-friendly game. Us, you, you gave us our Mario. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so they make Spyro. It, it is a huge hit. And, and he, Ted, throughout the entirety of his career in video games, has made it very clear he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into making only one kind of game. Right. So he's like, I want to work on something else. Let's work on something else. They start working on a game called The Girl with a Stick. And it is. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm I, so intrigued. I want to play this. What game is she gonna so do with bad. that stick? They they built how, t- a, how big is the stick? They, they built a game around this character that was a girl who wasn't who didn't look like all the other characters. It was very Tomb Raider esque, and she carried around a stick and she hit things with the stick yes. and she went through all this game with the stick and nobody liked it. They wouldn't back Aww. it. They were like, no, you need to do something else. They worked on this game for I think two years. And no. it, it, it had it, that was its name, and it was everyone was like, "No, dude, we're not, we're not backing a game called the Girl with a Stick." So all I could think of is like, it's like the girl with the dragon tattoo, but with the stick. But with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. They were very upset by it, but they were basically told by Sony at that point, "Hey, we need you to make another platformer." you need to stop this girl with the stick thing and go back to Spyro-like stuff. And they were like, okay, fine. We just wasted like a year and a half on this game. Great. They basically, and then he said, so Disruptor had almost financially destroyed them. Uh He was almost bankrupt at this point. The company was almost going under. And he said, we threw the biggest Hail Mary ever with Ratchet and Clank. Really? He said, they came up with the idea of um, Ratchet and he was a lizard person and all this crazy right. stuff in I've space. Seen that. Yeah. Right. And then apparently the Hail Mary worked so well when they added Clank to it, they were like, This is like this is the best thing ever. You need to continue doing platformers. And he was like, I really, I really want to work on other things, guys. <laughs> okay, we'll make this platform. Obviously, it did very, very well. And uh, it basically drew a lot from Conquer's Bad Day and from right. Spyro. And he said that he was he really Gex. liked manga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so speaking of that, uh, they sure. At this point in time, they were in California. There, I think they were in Red Bank, and um, and they were very close to other companies. So they were very close to Naughty Dog. So a lot of the people at Naughty Dog actually were able to share assets with them at one yeah. point for a lot of things. Yeah, because they were in the same stu- they were in the same building because they they rented the space from from Sony. Yeah, I think as we were talking about uh, Mark Cerny, yeah. as yeah. he was kind of like, hey, you two, talk to each other. He was like their moms being exactly. like, hey, Insomniac, hey, Naughty Dog, you guys both play baseball. Here, have fun on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Naughty Dog's the one that did uh, Crash Bandicoot, right? Right, yeah. right. So, so, and those two companies, Crash Bandicoot and Spiral, were basically the PlayStation unofficial mascots. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, correct. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So... Their beautiful, their beautiful friendship with Sony continues, uh-huh. and uh, they decided they were going to work on something different. He finally had talked them into it. So their PlayStation 1 had Spyro, the PlayStation 2 had Ratchet and Clank, and by the PlayStation 3, they decided they were going to make Resistance. I have never played Resistance, but upon looking at Resistance, it looked awesome. <laughs> it was a first-person shooter set in like a space, almost like... Like post-apocalyptic yeah, post- space. Yeah, yeah like yeah. It, was, it was crazy. It was very Destiny. Like mm-hmm. it was very like if I hadn't seen other things that clearly drew from this, mm-hmm. I would never... Like I, I, it, it's, it looked awesome. Resistance sold really well. It got three sequels. It, it was awesome. And then he wanted to diversify even more, and he kept trying to find other types of games to work on. So they started working on Sunset Overdrive. They started working on Fuse. And between 2002 and 2019, they decided they were going to start uh, Insomniac Click. And they were going to make tons of mobile games. Oh. And they were going to work on VR. And they got in with v- uh, they got in with the Oculus, and they were going to be on the ground floor of making VR games. And he said that he really was hyped about that. That was something he really looked forward to working on. Um, and they, they continued making games. They have made pl- quite a few games for that. And then this is the game that actually brought me to learning about this person. I loved Song of the Deep. 
that is a really fun Metroidvania kind of a game. And I appreciated that game a lot. It's visually was very nice and it was a calming, really beautiful story. And he was the one that put together the pieces of the people who would create this game. Um, so Song of the Deep came out, I think, in 2016 or 2015, something like that. Something is, like that. Is it the one where there's the girl in the boat and then there's it's like the submarine. shadow? It's uh, submarine. The submarine. Yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. Her dad is lost at sea and she has to go find her dad because she can, the, the, the waves sing to her and tell her that her dad's wow. still alive. So she builds a submarine and as you're playing the game through the levels where you're floating through everything, the submarine gets more parts so you can get into deeper areas. Oh, cool. It's really cute. It's a very simple. It's It, it, it was 20 I, bucks. Yeah, it was a twenty dollars game. GameStop actually published it. Yeah. Oh. Like wow. that's the level of how this game had had some backing, and so he was very happy that he was able to like work on VR. He was able to work on this other kind of game. It was still a platformer, but it was different, and it was it was more of a passion project for him and for Alex Hastings. Um, so basically, that leads us to the big game that everybody really knows them for now is that Spider-Man game. Mm -hmm. And so Marvel apparently had contacted Sony. They wanted to work on a game. And Sony was like, these are the guys you want to talk to. And as he says that his interaction with Marvel was so positive that they basically walked into the, walked into meetings and he's like, I can't give you all the details. He's like, but they basically said, you write us some stories for characters you want to use. And they were like, okay, who's on the table? And they're like, you write us stories (laughs) for characters you want to use. (laughs) And we'll tell you if those are going to work with what we're working on. And they were like, okay, well, like, like anybody? And they're like, just write us some just, stories. Just write it. <laughs> so Spider-Man was obviously their first choice, and they got approved for it because the game was the, the game that they had pitched them was so big and so expensive, yeah. and the story was so good in it. And Marvel was like, yeah, this is great. And they, he says that they were not, it's not that they weren't hands-on, he said that, but they didn't actually have a lot of pushback whenever they went back and forth with the companies. He said that it was actually a really nice, beautiful partnership of how to make this. And the game went on to be a great success. Uh, I think it sold like nine million copies oh, in the yeah. first oh, year, like in the first so six big. months. It was it's a great game. So in August of 2019, uh, Sony actually bought out Insomniac Games and brought them in. Uh, they said meant they made it known at a GameCon event that year, and uh, Marvel and Sony were happy to have them on the the actual team to be part of Sony now. Um, and it, it really. It really, really worked out for them. They, they, <laughs> they got a lot of accolades for that game. It was, it was very, very, very good. Um, he's super active on Twitter now. Uh, he actually he did the four games that made me challenge Aww. actually last month. And uh, the four games that made him was Doom, Super Metroid, Ultima 3, and Wizardry. And I was like, that's really cute. <laughs> like, that's, they're, they're all really old, like fun yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave you with an ideology of his because he was – he's. He's always trying to push forward, and he, he hopes that he can continue staying in this, this gaming world because he loves it so much. And he said, uh, during an interview, someone asked him, what would you tell your, your past self you know, now? And he said, well, um, I have made so many bad decisions along the way, and I let my ego get the better of me. I felt like I needed to let go more of creative projects, and I didn't need to be so in, on top of them. He said, and as a person who wants to foster and lead creative collaboration, I should have known sooner that you have to trust the people you work with because the stories they're creating and the, and the culture you create in the workplace is so important for games to feel anything. And he said, I wish I would have learned that sooner. He goes, but I know that better now. And he said <laughs> that I trust everyone I work with to create something that's truly magical. And Insomniac Games is one of the best video game companies to work for as far as uh, articles concerned. And he is one of the the kindest seeming people they've done made tons of charity games they've made tons of games free for people who cannot afford them like he's he's a decent guy so that is ted price 
the right. CEO yeah. and founder of Insomniac Games. Hell yeah, Ted Price. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and man, another another dragon who did not major in anything game related. <laughs> right, but, but started when he was 15. Oh, Goodness. yeah. Hey, started young, had a little gap year, yeah. gap, gap decade. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he's definitely had a hand in making some of my favorite games. Yeah. Right, sorry, yeah, you love Ratchet time. and Crank, right? Crank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crank that soldier ratchet. Um, yeah, yeah. Ratchet and Clank, all them, the movie. Like, yeah, I, I'm in it to win it with all those characters. Awesome. Well, nice, Joe. I, yeah, I, I know a lot more about him than I ever did or ever thought I could before. <laughs> <laughs> so nicely done. Nicely done. But uh, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We're finding a new season two out. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Okay, okay, I don't know what it is. You like, know. A, like a jazzy exit. Just, yeah. Have you looked forward to the end of this episode? What's Troy going to come up with this week? We're exploring. But you can always find us online. Yeah, check us out at Taste of Dragons on Twitter and on Instagram. We have some good features going up. Um, also, make sure to check out our new burgeoning YouTube content uh, at Taste of Dragons as well. That's right. Uh, where we actually got uh, a shout out on our last video by Charlie Edwards, one of the original uh, developers of Fable, who was making the game Kinseed that Mandy talked about. What? <laughs> Senpai noticed me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we, we lost our minds when we saw that and then realized who it was. So. Uh, anyway, we're on YouTube now, That's right. and we're we're looking to try and make some pretty steady content. We got a strong start, <laughs> yeah. very yes. strong. strong start. Um, we only need one comment. That's yeah, it <laughs> was a good comment. It's a great comment. <laughs> so uh, yeah, tell your friends if they, if they can't. We're on all podcast servers or on your favorite podcast server. Um, but if if not, they can go to YouTube and check us out as well. Our, our episodes are on there as well. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, it's a. Great episode, everyone. So, uh, as always, though, my name is Brian. I'm Amanda. I'm Troy. And I'm Joe. And we are The, the Taste, Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Oh, All right. Oh. Two for two with the season. You're doing it, man. Sorry. Sorry. Taste of Dragons gaming podcast.